listening to the Rational Rage Network. Uh, Peter Guns like what? Uh, and Big Shaq like what? Uh, Twizzle Fam like what? Quick, uh. Now who's that bringing that heat like De Niro? Riding through your hood in a 600. Cruising at the low speed of 10. You could take a look, make a U-turn, come see me again. Big Shaq drop shoes like quick. Got a little more G's than one, yet I'm slick like Rick. Making all you play a hater sick. Balling, acting, rapping, stacking shit. Got a personal vendetta for those who oppose my dog. Shut your windows and close your doors. Hold the walls, watch how the clean get gritty. 7-1 coming straight from the Brick City. And I'ma be frank like Nitty. Even if I lose, I'ma still hit 50. And you can ask Peter, call him on my Nokia. Or you can find him in the Bronx in the two-seater. I like the way it's going down. I like the way it's going down. I like the way it's coming around. I like the way it's coming around. Well, I'm too hot to handle. Too cold to freeze, guns, you never heard no rhymes like these. Maybe that's the reason I see wild G's. Bought a crib in the hill and still push wild bees. Back up, got to make way for the illest. Love the earth, but represents the bronze to the fullest. Heat be the realest. Some come try, test I to the east side, to the west side, to the best eye. Burn like left eye, represent swizzle to the death eye. Rep die, maybe cause you slept by. Came up the wake that Get your girl on the dance floor. I'ma tell your player haters this. Why you at the door getting crisp? If you don't want to be nice, this. Go up in your wallet, get your chips, and leave that other garbage in your whips. I like, I like. Like the fuse, break the boom, dynamite, let's go ignite. 
table. Well, yeah, and I, but I, I mean, like I said, they, they have made this very, very personal. And here's just a, another. And I, I think even Shaq is surprised by the actions of, of Jane. I mean, Jane's gone into business for herself. Well, I believe she has. But Velvet identifies the danger. She's a fireball in this red velvet. And run back out to fight again. I'm going to say much larger and stronger adversary. Red Velvet currently ranked number two in the AEW women's division. She's won 11 of her last 12 matches. She is certainly no stranger to victory, but well, I guess if one table's good, two might be better. Oh, I, I, this is beyond comprehension here, exactly what, they, what they're trying to accomplish. I, I guess the only thing you can say is they're trying to end it right before it starts between these two. Velvet on the outside, getting the second table set up. And still to come tonight, the return to action for Tully Blanchard, the first time in almost 22 years on national television. He'll team with FTR to take on Jurassic Express later tonight. A rocking right hand from the 6'2 or 3, whatever. She's a big, big lady. They wanted those ladies. Oh, what a kick. Scored the kick right in the face. The Anzi Gary right on the money. There's a time Cody said now. Does that mean Shaq's got to come back in? Oh, boy. And here he comes. Intimidating as always. Oh, all seven foot one of him. Oh, little test of strength here. What do you think? Go for it. I think Shaq is going to win that those test. Hands. Those massive hands are being pounding on the sternum and the pecs of Cody earlier tonight. Thank God those two women stayed away from those tables, man. They, and Cody needs to be very, very cautious here. Ooh, oh, smart. What a smart move by Cody Rhodes. That's the ring savvy. But the knee lift, and you saw that, that one single knee lift by Shaq. Drop Cody. Uh-oh. Oh, Powerbomb! Shaquille O'Neal slams it home! This is amazing! Oh! And then Shaq walked right into that. Oh, oh God. God! A slam! Big Shaq heels and slam! Cody's going for the cover! Will it be? Oh, no! Oh, my God, the power! And you have to remember Cody with that shoulder injury. Cody, how much does slamming somebody like Shaq take out of him? But right now, Jade and Red Velvet squaring off center of the ring! What a way to start our evening! It's amazing! Look at them fight. Look at the aggression, the fearlessness of these two women pounding on each other. Red Velvet repeated shots. And Shaq just looming large over this match. Oh, hard knee right to the end. But then the counter, coming right back and fighting right back in third place is Red Velvet. Red Velvet. Oh, for the spine on the pine. Executed by Jay Cargill. Jay hooks the far Interrupted the count. Ooh, big swing and a miss. And Cody with the poke of the eyes. Now Cody. Cody on the top.
was a shot. Yeah, her entire attention. Oh, the spear! Red Velvet hit the spear. Hooks the in the way. She got it. Go! Oh, how close was that? Inches, mere inches away. And Velvet using that spear. That's her mentor, Brandy Rhodes, finishing attack. Coach Art Anderson trying to coach up Red Velvet. You're at the bottom of the ninth here, young lady. You got a shot at winning this huge match. Red Velvet looking to end the night of Jade Cargill. Has her up on the shoulders. Jade Cargill. Oh no, look at this. Reversing. That's just up the muscle and power. Velvet comes out the back door. Uh oh, look at this, Jade. She's got Red Velvet up. Oh, face first. Come on, that power and force. The velocity. Too much. Jade Cargill wins it. Hero the team of Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill. I'm telling you guys, it's, it's, we got some serious, serious things going on here now. Yeah, I uh, mean, we had to pay attention to the match as it was going on, but take a look. Check it out. Check is out, and I believe that's that's Dr. Michael Sampson, maybe down there with him. Wow, not good. Shaquille O'Neal laid out at ringside.
right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for another episode of Wednesday Night Skirmish PWC. That is me, Christopher Ams. That's uh, AMBS, like Lambs with Noel, or like Bullshit Morning. Uh, joining me today, my always amazing co-host, um, the producer of the show, the guy who just is constantly doing work for everybody and everything. Uh, Jimmy T, Jimmy, how's Australia, brother? Dude, I'm blushing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Australia is good, man. It's it's cool. It's cool. No more fucking hot, fucking steamy days. But you know what, bro? I am pumped for some fucking dynamite. Boom, boom. Goes the dynamite tonight, bro. Boom, it goes, brother. Boom, it goes. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's Wednesday night. And you know what that means. Um... It means there's a Cody entrance to start off the show. And, um, you know, while he's doing his entrance, uh, the commentary team recapped the entire history of professional wrestling. <laughs> oh, no, they just recapped the, uh, the, the program between, uh, between Cody and Jade and Shaq and uh, Randy. Uh, oh, yes, yes. And, one more we missed. And, uh, and Red Velvet. That's it, Red Velvet. That's the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> anyway, Shaq does an entrance. Um, he's standing behind Jane, Jade Cargill, who is a giant of a woman. And he just, I mean, Shaq is so fucking monstrous, man. I, like, it, you know it, but it, like, until you actually see him standing next to, like, other normal sized people, it, it almost, like, it's almost like you don't even recognize exactly how huge this fucking guy is, man. Uh, did, did you have a similar reaction to this? Dude, <laughs> I'm a big fan of Inside the NBA, right? So, you know, I, I enjoy watching Shaq. I enjoy Shaq in the Fool. I enjoy everything about the show. But, man, I didn't think he was this much in shape, right? <laughs> he had guns, dude. He had big fucking... And he had traps, man. And I just want to say... Yep. Dude. Was Shaq fucking impressive or what? <laughs> I mean, this match, honestly, Jimmy, I got to say, was way better than it had any right to be. Like, <laughs> it, it wasn't like it's not going to fucking compete with like Brett and Austin oh, at Mania not. 13 or anything right. like that. It's not going to be a it's not going to be like Omega Okada three or <laughs> anything. But but for what it was. This was really, really solid. I would say that of all of the, um, you know, celebrity wrestling matches I've ever seen, this one, I mean, compare this to something else and tell me there was there was a better one. I, I, I haven't seen it. Dude, I'm trying to think and I don't remember. I can't remember one of them. Put it this way. We've seen Shaq before. Like Rodman and Malone weren't this good. Oh, yeah, right. Hey, And that was probably the best one that you can actually point to, right? Up until now. I dare say this match was better than Rodman and Malone. And dude. I, I think it was. Dude, if you told me Shaq and Cody were actually going to fucking mesh really well in this match, I would have laughed, right? I was going into this match thinking, no way this match is going to be any good. It's going to suck. We're even saying it on the skirmish. We're saying we're going to laugh at this shit. It's going to be that bad. And dude, <laughs> not only was Cody and, and Shaq pretty stiff, I feel, on each other, right? But man, 
dude, I'm blown away. And and seriously, I'm gonna say it now. This was the match of the night. I, I truly believe that. I honestly, I can't even argue with you, Jim. <laughs> like, like if you would have told me, if you would have told me last week, yeah, the least disappointing part of this fucking program next week is gonna be Shaq and Cody. I just straight up been like, dude, fuck off. Like, go go smoke a fucking. <laughs> kangaroo or something because like <laughs> jesus christ there's no fucking way like holy shit this was actually pretty good dude straight up man i was watching this match and i was laughing at myself because i'm thinking to myself am i really enjoying this fucking match for real like seriously i was on the edge of my seat i really enjoyed this match yeah sure it wasn't a fucking <laughs> you know your your typical wrestling five star seven star okada mega match or Bret Hart Austin, no way, nowhere near it. But when you go into a match with such low expectations, which that's what I had, and it blew yep. those expectations away. Dude, this was brilliant. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Everyone was working hard. Yeah, there was a few fucking hiccups here and there. But man, they, they all jailed and I want to see more. I actually want to see more. And dude, did Shaq, Shaq's fucking uh, jackknife powerbomb was... <laughs> Oh man, and I you've got an interruption. That, <laughs> I can't believe that just happened. Excuse the fucking phone call, but anyway, yeah, man, that that, that <laughs> no worries, was man. Yeah, that no of... worries. All right, there's a couple of different there's a couple of different spots that I did want to talk about in this match. So, um, first of all, the first move that Jade tried to do in this entire match was a completely botched kick. It looked like she was trying to do like an axe kick type thing, and right. she basically got up as high as Red Velvet's knee. It was really fucking bad. Um, anyway, she was doing some push-ups in the middle of the ring, um, which made me think to myself, like, Scott Steiner would definitely fuck this girl. Um, <laughs> 100%. There's a point here where the Nightmare family attack Shaquille O'Neal with a chair, like, they literally hit him with a fucking chair in the back and nobody got disqualified. I was like, what in the fuckity fuck is going on with AEW here? Um, it wasn't like it's minor things. One thing made me fucking laugh, though, dude. So at one point, uh, the girls are like setting up tables outside the ring. And Tony goes, what, 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 what is she getting from under the ring? What, what is she doing? And Jr. literally, like, no joke goes, well, obviously it's a table. <laughs> Just like, oh, God, if hey, I can um, stick it with this. I love you, Jr. I love him too, man. That's why I've said it week in, week out. If anybody thinks this guy needs to stop, they're tripping, man. Like, this guy, please, Jay, I keep going as long as you want, man, because you know what? He entertains you and I, and I'm sure he entertains oh, fucking man. millions of others. Well, actually, hundreds of thousands of others. But, <laughs> oh. Hundreds of thousands of others. <laughs> but, yeah. hey, man, uh... like, like I keep saying, I, I'm pretty jacked for this match, and I really thought, after this match played through, I'm thinking, how are you going to fucking top that? I, I felt bad for anyone that was going to follow that match, man, because... <laughs> it really uh, and, and man like i said i'm speechless i want to see more that was cody and cody and shack was stiff as shit the girls were stiff it was a great match believable like i said man i don't know if they trained a lot for this moment but man they 
it opened my eyes because look, let's think back two years ago when Shaq would be in WWE, right? He wasn't doing this shit, mm-hmm. bro. He was not There's doing no way. I never seen him do fucking power bombs, like just even the ring psychology. He was doing the old school heel fucking shit. You know what I mean, like man, and he, and I feel like he got caught up, dude. He was getting stiff on Cody, bro. <laughs> he was getting <laughs> stiff on him, man. I'm telling you, he's sore after this. Definitely. Uh, so basically, Cody rides Shaq through the table, kind of does like a reverse bulldog um, through the table. Definitely a cool looking spot. Both guys are laid out. Um, Jade, meanwhile, wins via pinfall. Um, at the end here, Shaq gets loaded into an ambulance and then Tony goes to, I don't know, I guess, interview the unconscious man, which, you know, good job, Tony. Um and Shaq's not there, which I thought might have led to something later in the night, but it didn't. So I don't know exactly where they're going with that, but uh, it was an interesting way to cap it off anyway. Yeah, I didn't agree with the, with the finish. Like, come on, man. Does he really need to be sent in an ambulance? The seven foot one massive motherfucker going through tables. And you know what? It did look kind of like bad the way he went through the tables. But come on, man. Like, it's Shaq. Does he really need to get rushed in a fucking... In an ambulance, straight to ER? Like, come on now. I, I, no, I, I, and, like I, and like I said, he disappeared from the ambulance. So right. I'm really, like, wondering what the hell... They're, where are they going with this? Surely they're going to continue this feud. And why not? I'm happy for it. It was great. I think the commentators were even pleasantly surprised by it as well. I mean, they were all saying, oh my God, this match is crazy. Like, you know... They're all losing their shit. Yep. The crowd were popping, man, like for this match, I must say. 1,000 felt like fucking 10,000 tonight. It was pretty great, man. And I can't praise it anymore. Like I said, it's not a five-star fucking, you know, wrestling match. But, man, it was a five-star fucking barn burner. Put it that way. <laughs> it yeah, was just no, chaotic, I, man. I completely, I completely agree. It was awesome. Um, anyway, uh up next, we've got um, the death line of Phoenix and Pac versus some jobber dudes. Uh, now, listen, I am sure that I, I'm sure that if Track Brown is listening right now, he's going, <laughs> their names are this and this, and they've got records of this, and they just had this match, and this is the finishers, because Track knows everything about everything that's going on in Dark. <laughs> I don't watch Dark. I'm not watching that fucking program. So I don't know who these guys are. They're just jobbers to me. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that makes two of us. It's please. a squash match. It's just, <laughs> it's a squash match. It's basically just used to show off what Phoenix and Pac can do. Um, I have here, don't cross the death line because they're <laughs> apparently the death line. Um, there's a recap of Papa Buck getting his ass kicked. And we go into MJF and Jericho uh, coming out with the inner circle to do a press conference. Now, they just showed a video package of the heinous attack. And the announcers are talking about how heinous and despicable it was that (laughs) Jericho and MJF did this to this poor, defenseless, you know, I will repeat, shiny shirt dragon (laughs) motherfucker. Um, You know, but anyway, they're, 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 they're playing this as if like these are the two worst guys in the world because of what they did and yet everyone around the fucking ringside is still screaming at the top of their lungs for judas as they make their fucking entrance which is like what are you doing 
you're telling us that they just beat up a geriatric a geriatric <laughs> retiree who you're going to go on to tell us is like, you know, just the greatest fucking dad ever because he, you know, supported his kids in what they wanted to do, which good for you. That's what a dad's <laughs> supposed to do. Right. <laughs> That's the fucking baseline for being an okay dad. Um <laughs> But they're trying to give us all this like sympathy for him, and yet everybody's fucking just screaming along with with Judas, like, yeah, we don't give a fuck. You could come out here and murder our mothers, and we'd still fucking <laughs> sing Judas for you. Like, stupid. Uh, first stupid. of all, first of all, I just want to say, are we gonna call Papa Buck Father of the Year now because TK is the Booker of the Year, so you might as well have Father of the Year going to Pucker uh, to to Daddy Buck? Look, man. Ah. Uh, yeah. First of all, did 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 MJF and Jericho make fucking the Young Bucks sound fucking like shit compared, you know, with their mic skills? Because the way Jericho and MJF were talking, and then once the Bucks came out, did they sound like amateurs or what, dude? Like, okay, Santana said about three lines into and the that microphone, was and he made the Bucks look like fucking amateurs. 100%. It was so bad. So so the way that this was set up is it was like a press conference, which, the, which they've done before. Um, Jericho gets a question about why he would want the tag titles. He says, you know, if he gets the tag titles, he can be Le Champion again, mm-hmm. uh, which makes sense. Right. Conrad Thompson comes out. Um, <laughs> he asks tip. about Sammy. Uh, MJF literally called him turkey tits, <laughs> which made me fucking laugh my ass off. Um, Santana apparently was the one who uh, came up with the idea to attack Shiny Buck. And um, Bischoff asks a really stupid question, uh, basically saying, like, why, why would you why would you want to motivate the Bucks? I mean, you know, they're they're such badasses. And now they're even like more badasses because you. You you attacked their dad and yeah, honestly like yeah just really stupid. Jericho basically tells him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, the Bucks come down to the entranceway and I thought okay the Bucks will stay in the entranceway right and they'll have this back and forth on the microphone. No, they just walked right into the ring with the whole fucking inner circle that just just standing there. Uh, the Bucks basically you know you know. The, they talk about their dad and it's, you know, my dad was great and my dad is is wonderful and my dad is lovely and I love my dad and he's so great. My dad, my dad, my dad. And <laughs> the whole time I'm just sitting there thinking like, how the fuck are these guys not getting jumped? Like what kind of a fucking heel team is just standing there and letting these two fucking run their mouths this whole time? Jump them. What the fuck are you doing? Right, and, uh, what did, and what did MJF call him? He called him, uh, like, oh, what was it, man? He was calling him skinny, basically, man, but I forgot the... Malnourished, word. That's Matt. It. Malnourished, that's what he used. And it's yeah. fucking true, yet they get beat up by these two clowns. Like, come on, man. Like, I love the inner circle, and they look like badasses on the mic tonight, but then this shit happens. Yep. And that's what confuses me. That's what loses me, man, because it's like, really? So that means, I assume the Bucks are losing. Oh God, I hope they do. I mean, um, usually that's anyway. how it goes. When you see the baby faces, you know, going over the hills here in this segment, usually the hills end up winning. I hope so. Yeah, I think that that's, I think that that's pretty classic wrestling booking. So right. Sometimes AEW can do a pretty good job of going against the grain in that respect. 
I would personally love the Bucks to not have the tag titles anymore. I mean, I would personally love for the Bucks to just, you know, retire. But uh, <laughs> well, that's not. But I'll settle for them not holding the titles anymore. All right. Well, um, look, can I just say before we continue? Do you know what the next pay per view is after Revolution? Is it fucking All In or All Out, whatever the fuck? I have not, not uh, like zero fucking clue. All right, because. I've got a feeling maybe the good f- brothers get involved, cost the Bucks the championships, and then we have a feud between them. Possibly. That would be good. That would be good. Speaking of the good brothers, uh, they came out after the Bucks attacked the five men who they were in the ring with and, you know, obviously held their own because of, I mean, just look at the Bucks. They're so fucking big and strong and just like, of course they could hold their own against five guys. Of course. Um, come on now. This anyway, the good brothers bro. come out. Yeah. The good <laughs> brothers come out and they help the Bucks put LAX through tables. Um, and I'm just, I'm going to go ahead and fucking nitpick this. So you have two back to back fucking programs here, right? You've got the shack thing, and then you've got this fucking thing. And it's literally back-to-back spots with table spots. Like, what the fuck is going on? Who the fuck is thinking that this is good booking? Of course TK thinks this is great booking, bro. Booker of the year shit. This is how it goes, man. Remember, they had three fucking kidnapping angles in the one night. Now we have 10 million fucking table fucking spots in the one night, bro. That's how it goes, bro. That's how they roll. It's... It's fucking stupid. Speaking of fucking stupid, um, there's a recap here of uh, exactly what a barbed wire exploding death match from hell and first blood and Cajun Japanese bad stuff. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) basically recap everything about what this match is going to be. There's some Japanese guy uh, who's way dangerous cities. Um, I didn't know who this fucking guy was. Was Jimmy? Does was he recognizable to you? Yeah, clearly not really. He wasn't actually. I didn't expect that. No. Okay. Well, um, you know, maybe they just couldn't get the budget for like an actual like, I don't know, legend or somebody who had actually done these matches and made it famous oh wait there's nobody who's done that because none of these matches have ever been popular they're stupid and they're <laughs> exorbitant and they're fucking idiotic <laughs> anyway actually, we're gonna move on from this actually chris chris sorry man because my mic is playing up what was the last segment again that last beat what match were you talking about so it was the it was the table spot with the bucks and everything and then there was oh, a yes. big recap of like the barbed wire exploding death trap match and basically there was this japanese guy who was telling us all about how dangerous it is and blah 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 and showing us grainy ass footage because that's all that exists from these fucking matches because (laughs) nobody who has any fucking production value will do one of these matches because they're fucking garbage yeah and i did not recognize who was talking to be honest with you (laughs) I didn't have a clue. It was probably Onita, I assume. But I wasn't paying too much attention to it. Well, I know I heard a Japanese dude talk about it. It was probably an FMW legend. And yeah, but like but like the masses know who he is. I don't think so, man. So I don't even know why they even bothered with that. But that's TK. I, I honestly, it's so dumb. Um, 
anyway, so going from something that was kind of dumb to something that I was actually pretty happy about. I know there's going to be a lot of mixed reviews on this, but uh, FTR versus Jurassic Express. Um, there's lots and lots of talking about old school wrestling here. J.J. Dillon, by the way, uh, comes out with FTR and um, and Tully. Um, we got the whole. That was back, sort of a you? nice. Yeah, that was sort of a nice little nod. I liked that uh, that they brought uh, Dylan back. Um, it starts off with just nothing but spots and bullshit. Like, I, you can't follow this fucking garbage. <laughs> um, JJ lands his shoe spot, but it doesn't get the pin, which, why even do the fucking spot if it's not going to lead to the finish? Um, there's a big-time botch in the corner where it looked like Jungle Boy was trying to Urican Rana one of the guys into a power bomb or something from Luchasaurus, but it just turned into fucking bullshit. He had to just basically put him down. It was bad. Um, apparently jungle boy is the terminator. No moves can beat him. He's, he's unpinnable. You, he's, he's the new fucking Roman reigns for AEW. <laughs> um, oh shit. Oh, there's God. a spot here where there's a spot here where the ref, um, I, and I mean, I laughed out loud watching this. There's a spot where the ref um, says, "Oh no, you can't, you can't make the pin. You have to tag out now." And I just laughed, like, "What? What?" The match is like five minutes in, and you're trying to fucking say now people have to tag in and out. Like, get fucked. Um, <laughs> get fucked. Is the he's exactly right? I mean, come on, man. I feel bad for FTR because this is not their fault. Unfortunately, these fucking Barney fucking Barney and Friends team of Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, Tarzan, whatever the fuck you want to call him, and that little runt, right? They can't work a fucking proper wrestling match, dude. Like a proper, proper ring psychology type of match. So FTR, unfortunately, have to go down to their level. You know what I mean? I mean, fuck, even Tully was fucking looking good in this match. Seriously. Honestly, like for his age and for right. how long it's been since he's been in the ring, the dude looked fucking great. I mean, shit. <sighs> anyway, but at the least way that this match. Go ahead. Yeah, so no, continue on. Continue on. I was gonna say the way that the the match ends is that the, a grip, one of the grips around ringside, uh, attacks Luchasaurus, who then takes the spike from FTR, and Tully gets the pin and the win, which I thought was pretty good. <laughs> um, they're all celebrating in the ring and then the grip get, comes in who is it well it's sean spears of course um so they're doing sort of a four horseman angle even um arn anderson came to came out on the entranceway and he put up the four fingers sort of like is this what we're doing are we doing the, <laughs> the four are we doing the four horsemen and uh jj dylan gave it back to him gave him a thumbs up um I, i'm I'm mildly excited about this. I like the horsemen. I think if they do it properly, it can be a thing, but there's so many factions in this company already that I wonder <laughs> how they're going to be able to even push these guys. Well, do you mind if I ask, first of all, WWE owned the rights to the, to the trademark for horsemen. So that ain't happening, not with that name. So I guess we're going to go with the four ponies the four <laughs> i mean I, I like this don't get me wrong right 
I, I don't mean to say that and try and bury him, but what are they going to call themselves? Do, do you know what I mean? I'm sure they'll be able to come up with something. The f- the four riders or the four <laughs> the four musketeers, you know, the four equestrians. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know. Um, <laughs> the four fucking whatever, man. The f- Look, whatever the four they're going to call themselves, I'm all for it, right? So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like like I said, I'm all for it, legitly, I really am. But I just don't know what they're going to call themselves. And as far as spears go, with that fucking mohawk that he's got right now, that blonde mohawk, he doesn't look like horseman material here, man. I mean, he has to be pushed. Like, that's the thing. That's what I mean about, like, there being so many different factions in this company. You, In order for a faction to seem effective, they have to be effective. Like, you, you have to book them to win. You have to book them to be dominant. And especially right. a team like the Horsemen, if they're making reference to that, then they need they need something to attach themselves to that lineage. Because, like, if a team comes out on WWE next week and says, oh, we're the new DX, that would be, you know, interesting. That would be an interesting thing, right? But if they then lose every week for the next six weeks, never get a championship never do anything interesting and never win it's a flop it's a huge flop so if they're gonna do this i hope they push them i would like to see spears have some more success i I think he's great i know i know some people disagree with me on that but i actually think spears is one of their best workers um dude i'll say it right now i was a big fan of ty dillinger in wwe dude i really was the perfect 10 he really was man i don't understand what went wrong over there Right, I really don't because he was hot going into the main roster and then they just destroyed the guy. And then he goes off to fucking Tony Khan's Booker of the Year company called AEW. And I don't know what's worse, dude. I think his run here has been absolutely pathetic, right? I mean, pathetic. Like, it literally has been pathetic and a lot better than that. You're right. He really is. And I just hope we don't get that sort of Ziggler problem where you know how the fans used to be all behind Dolph Ziggler right and then WB made made him look so bad to the point where all the fans turned on Ziggler anyway and just didn't give a fuck about him no matter you just couldn't believe in him right you just couldn't because because I liked Ziggler too I was one of those guys who really liked Ziggler and it's not like I stopped liking him I still think he's one of the most talented fucking workers they have but there's no way to bite on a false finish of him doing anything interesting. Like right. if he gets a title match, you're not watching it. Like no. even as a fan of his, you're like, you're like, there's no fucking way he wins. Right. Yeah. You just don't give a fuck anymore. And I'm afraid if they don't fucking start with, uh, with spears, like it's the same thing is going to happen, man, where no one gives a shit. You know what I'm saying? Like they keep starting and stopping with this guy. So they better tread carefully. Otherwise fuck him. Like, and that's sad yeah. that I'm saying that, you know what I mean? But it is what it is. Yeah, you know? well, I would personally really love, and I know that they're not going to do this because it would just make too much sense for a, you know, for the new fucking faction that they're literally just debuting to, today. But, you know, I would really love for Sean to somehow make his way into the um, face of the revolution six-man ladder match at the pay-per-view. I would love for him to make his way into that, win it, and then take the title off of Darby. Um, right because at least then you've got a heel champion you can push well it's wishful thinking unfortunately but you know what chris 
since we don't have a clue what the criteria was on getting into this match in the fucking first place, right? Who fucking knows? Maybe he will be in this match, right? It's a possibility. Yeah, who I... knows? So, fuck, yeah. I'm going to show up. <laughs> that makes two of us, man. So we'll see, man. But you know what, dude? I just want to say, I know I'm sort of segueing here a little bit, but the pay-per-view looks fucking piss weak in my opinion anyway, bro. There's not a lot here that's got me terribly interested. Um, it's just a lot of stuff that they've either... I don't know if I want to say that they've overbooked it or if it's just overexposed. Like FTR versus Jurassic Express, I don't need to see that match again. Right. Um, this, this, you know, I don't know, this whole thing with the Bucks and Jericho and MJF, it seems completely one-sided to me. Yep. One team here has a, a shit ton of actual talent and the other are indie darlings who happen to sell shirts. Like, I, I don't... And they're mighty good at that. I'll give them that. <laughs> they make a lot of money from merch, so we've got to give them their fucking... their thumbs up for that one. You know what I mean? They're hustlers. But, yeah, man, I think you're right. I think it's been overbooked, dude. Actually, I think that's a great yeah. sort of thing to say because, uh, I mean, <laughs> half these matches I don't really give a shit about, man. You know? So, and... and no, really and then some of them are just so fucking far-fetched too right. like this whole thing with the the whole fucking barbed wire exploding death match blah 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 nobody knows what the fuck that is and no matter how many video packages you show people aren't going to fucking attach themselves to this and get really excited about it you have to expose somebody to something before you fucking go there do something where there's an exploding something do something where there's barbed wire you know where there's barbed wire uh, you know in it there's yes yes you yeah. have to fucking give somebody the the appetizer first otherwise right. <laughs> nobody just wants to fucking just jump into it and i'm glad you brought that up because where the fuck was kenny and fucking moxley this was the go home show to the pay-per-view right yep so where the fuck were they probably building more stuff kenny <laughs> just hammering on fucking steel beams and stuff That's, are these I'm guys sure what they i mean doing. is this company stupid i mean this is their main event you would have them in at least at the end in some sort of schmoz where at least you know just say like the old nitros and the old raws back in the monday night wars you know you know how shivani be like we'll be back next week and it just goes off the air why, why didn't we fucking see a fucking an explosion like kenny and fucking moxie are, are brawling in the ring and then you know there's there's an explosion out of nowhere and then it cuts away like it yeah, ends do something to sell the fucking gimmick I... right so if they're expecting any fucking buys this week you ain't selling that man they didn't do a good job at fucking at really marketing this pay-per-view man in my opinion so whatever man it's them it is what it is i don't know what the fuck they're doing but i am paying for it i'm saying it right now <laughs> I'm watching that shit for free. <laughs> yeah, we will. We will watch it from Tortuga Bay. Um, <clears throat> oh, brilliant. Oh, which is that. where the pirates come from. <laughs> Man, I'm just saying. There's no way I'd pay sixty bucks for this shit. All right. I yeah. No, not a chance. Anyway, well, the, they're going to try to convince us with another thing here as uh, Tony Schiavone comes out to talk. Uh, he says the, the new program is called uh, Dark Elevation. Which... <laughs> That's a, such a great name. 
first of all i want to say yeah. why are they doing double dark i yeah have no idea please can you explain what dark elevation even means is the darkness being elevated they honestly should have just called it kidnapping like we said <laughs> last week right <laughs> it'd be much better than this shit so we got aew dark and aew dark elevated yeah so how the fuck yep. are you telling me there won't be fans out there that get confused by this shit Oh no, man! Everybody watches everything. Everybody, oh, like yeah. everybody's, everybody's Twitter is tuned into everything AEW <laughs> has to say. We, every single person watching professional wrestling knows everything about everything that everyone's doing from forever ago, and everybody <laughs> knows every single name of every single guy and every single fucking move they do and what their signatures are. <sighs> and fucking holy fuck! Well, whoever fucking is behind the marketing team or or whatever the fuck it is that that does this shit. Please resign now because Dark Elevated is a lazy fucking name, right? They should have called it Kidnapped because that's it's just much better than Elevate than Dark Elevated. Why not call it fucking if they're gonna call it Dark Elevated? Why not call it fucking Daybreak? AW Daybreak. I, uh, Come on. Honestly, I'm just hoping that like some. I'm I'm just hoping that they have like that they go back to like some of the uh the old gimmicks that vince mcmahon had where like some where everybody has like a day job and they have like an elevator repairman and then he can say like i'm here to fix the dark elevator and you know what there's we're not... missing light bulbs oh there's no doubt about it if if you said that to vince mcmahon back in the early 90s late 80s he would have definitely looked into that shit bro Hundred percent, and that you know what the the guy would have been wearing. You know those old WWF cameraman fucking onesies. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about the big blue ones with the yellow WWF fucking logo on the back. He'd be wearing that, dude. You know what I mean? I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that is perfect, man. Oh man, <laughs> I'm here to fix you, elevator. <laughs> oh, I'm here to the... fix the dark elevator. <laughs> no, it's 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 dark elevation. Oh, yeah, dark elevator. Right. There's, we're missing light bulbs. Oh, bad, dude. <laughs> Somebody turn the uh, fucking lights on, please. All right, because it's enough darkness for a fucking week. All right, it's bad fuck. enough that fucking people don't watch one fucking dark. And now you're expected to watch two darkness. Yeah, it's yeah. okay. I'll six hours, six hours a week just to AEW. Seven, wait, no, seven, eight. Six hours a week, on, right? Yeah, no, it's more than that. It's six hours a week just on the TV shows, but then right. there's, but then there's also whatever oh, the fucking the young bucks do there. What's that show called? Being yeah. the elite, right? Add another twenty minutes to that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, oh, and the Cody and the Cody show too. You can't forget that. I forgot what it's the called. Cody the Nightmare show. fucking show, whatever the heck it is. And you got the Dark Order show too. Mate, AEW are yeah. pumping that fucking content, except they all sound the same. I can't tell the difference. Well, you know, that sounds at least one Chris. thing we can look forward to is <laughs> at least one thing we can look forward to is uh, is you know when uh, I, I'm sure Cody will take a break once once his kid gets there and they won't they won't just have like oogles and oogles of episodes about how awesome they are for having a baby or anything i'm, I'm sure they won't do that they'll just oh, they'll no. just cut it off and just no. and just take a break right oh no come on they, they wouldn't do that not cody and brandy dude of course they wouldn't man no no, no. they're being private. the private 
private, you know, private, private individuals that they are. <laughs> yeah. Extreme. All right, moving on here. Uh, Paul White makes his entrance. Uh, I, I definitely like the fact that he's got a T-shirt that says no more BS, as in Big Show. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously, oh. I like the puns that include BS. Uh, <laughs> you know, AM BS. Anyway, <laughs> Paul White has no more BS as his catchphrase. Uh, that made me kind of chuckle. Um, oh, boy. He seems to be legitimately happy to be here. Uh, he said he started on TNT. He's coming back to TNT. He's excited. Um, he says that he's got the biggest scoop ever. Um, <laughs> and that is that AEW has signed a quote hall of fame worthy talent. And we'll find out about it on the pay-per-view. Okay. Well, Jimmy, first of all, <laughs> what did you think about Paul white here? First of all, I just want to say, is he look skinny or what? Oh, I don't know, man. Like, uh, he just looks like a fucking beast, dude. I was looking <laughs> at his hands half the time. He's like, his hand was like next to fucking Tony Schiavone's head. His hand was literally larger than Tony's head. It was like, Jesus Christ. Well, you know what I'm hoping, Chris? I hope he joins the Dark Order, man. You know why? Because why we'll get a Dungeon of Doom retake in 2021, bro. <laughs> and wouldn't that be fucking brilliant? The Dungeon of Doom. That's what they can change the name to, to the Dungeon of Doom, because essentially that's what they are. But yes, no exactly. Good. Don't make me yawn because I know it was a yawn moment. But I just want to also, and who's this main event Hall of Fame worthy talent that he's talking about? I'm hearing rumors that it's uh, everyone's favorite punk who can't fight for shit in the octagon. That's the rumor. Don't hold me to it because I don't actually think it is him. But if it is... Jesus, they must have thrown bazillions of dollars just to get him there, man. They would definitely have had to throw a boatload at him. Um, if it is, that is a game changer. I mean, we can say whatever we want about CM Punk, and I think it's hilarious. I think his octagon career was hilarious, <laughs> frankly. Um, <laughs> hilarious. But it was hilarious. <laughs> it was it was cool. <laughs> um, <clears throat> it was really cool. <laughs> cool uh if it is him though that's an actual game changer like that will actually move the needle a little bit um i think that if it really is cm punk then next week you could expect at least a million views um I i really think that it's that big i really think that cm punk coming around would be that big i don't know if that's what it is though because this either. didn't seem like the lead into that big of a fucking signing. No, no, um, no way. And he'd be disappointed me, at that sort of hype. Let's be honest. Yeah, to me, I would look more at, like, maybe this is uh, Dolph Ziggler's coming over. Um, you know, something of that caliber. Because you could you could argue that he's Hall of Fame caliber. I mean, he's he's been in a lot of great matches. He's a multiple time world champion. You know, how many times has he had the Intercontinental or U.S. or Tag Team Championships? It's not like it's not like Dolph Ziggler is no one. You could argue that he's a main event caliber professional wrestler. But I mean, if this is all it was, just a couple of sentences to lead into CM fucking Punk being signed. I don't know. That might be a misstep. Well, I'm going to do a bold prediction. All right, Chris, this one's going to be 
a stinker though. Think about right, it. It's the it. big show, right? He's saying, uh, you know, <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy type of talent. What's the bet? It's fucking Kane, bro. The big I, red fucking oh doofus. Oh my god! Do you believe that shit? If it's Kane, how how would they do that? As Glenn Jacobs, that would yeah, be so it. flat. Ugh. Or instead of calling him Kane, you call him Pain. Pain. Or or Just dress you... him in blue and call him Pain. <laughs> in blue, right? Or or you could go one better. Instead of K A N E, right? We go. K, uh, we go C A N. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We go there and we call him Kane, with a C. I mean, I'm sure they can get around oh, that, right? God. But you know what I would do? I would call him Kane Toad, right? <laughs> Because seriously, if, if if it's Kane, right? Oh boy, we're getting fucking uh, WWE fucking twenty ten, which is a bad yeah. fucking run. Yeah, I don't I don't want that at all. Um if they do if they do sign Glenn Jacobs, I would prefer that they bring him back as Isaac Yankum DDS. <laughs> uh, or the elevator guy. <laughs> yeah, he can he can be the elevator repairman. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I've got he a bad. Call himself you, up, up, down, down, and they can just have all kinds of fucking problems. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell! Or call him fucking just choke slam. <laughs> choke slam. Oh man, I don't know, man. I've just got a bad feeling. It's one of those types, man. I hope it look. It would be great if it was Punk, but you don't hype up someone like his caliber like that. Look, come on. So I think it'd be either Hornswoggle. Nah, it won't be Swoggle. <laughs> It will more than likely be fucking Kane. I could just see it, dude. I don't know why. I just do, man. That would be hilarious. Um, yep. Anyway, we're going to find out what we're going to get for uh, for a women's main event um, at the next pay-per-view. Because coming up next here, we've got the final of the Women's Eliminator Tournament. Um, it's Mizunaki versus Nyla Rose. Um, All right. I just before we even get going, my thought here is so it has to be Mizunaki winning, right? Because what was the point of the whole Japanese side of the bracket if if Nyla Rose wins? Like, right. No, you're right. That's true. But what I'm confused about did Rio already have a match? Yeah, she lost to Nyla. Oh, okay, all right. I didn't know that because that's where I was confused, right? So she lost to Nyla, so there goes my prediction. Well, Hikaru Shida is going to fucking win this match. Come on. I certainly fucking hope so after watching this shit. Um, Mizunaki <laughs> comes out and uh, she's got uh, glasses and she's got a jacket that's half one color and then half <laughs> another color and that's not just color. One of them's frilly and the other half isn't frilly. And she comes out and she's like, she's really just like fucking extra. And I don't know what it is about Japanese wrestlers and just being super fucking tryhards, but God damn it, does this piss me the fuck off, dude. First of I all, I literally have written down here. I literally have written down here. Japanese wrestler with a tryhard entrance. Someone stop the fucking presses. <laughs> First of all, the Japanese wrestlers they do have on hand, other than a couple, aren't the ones that are around in stardom and companies like that because that's where the real talent is at, right? 
look, man, I don't understand the booking to this shit. I, I, I really don't. So we had this big tournament with Thunder Rosa, uh, Serena Deeb, heck, even Nyla Rose, who lost to a little fucking Japanese midget, pretty much, right? And we had Riho and shit, and now we've got this, an all-Japanese AEW world title match that I don't see the... Uh, what was the name again? Makazaki? What, what, what was it? M- Mizun... Sorry. I just started calling her Miz. Oh, we'll just call it Miz, all right? Just so we don't, so we don't botch it. Miz is not winning, dude. Just like Miz didn't win against Bobby Lashley, Miz ain't winning against Hikaru Shida, bro. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I cannot picture a world where someone who acts like this becomes (laughs) women's champion of AEW. I don't know what's going on with this company, Chris. If I could, if I had the answers, I'd tell you. But I really just don't. <laughs> I don't know. If this is Kenny's doing, he must be thinking of explosions and death matches, bro. Because clearly he wasn't booking this right. There was a fucking explosion and death match within his brain. <laughs> uh, because this was just bad, dude. Like, they, So they, they do the yay boo strikes, which I think are fucking corny Like at the best of times. I hate that shit. That so yay corny. boo, yay boo, yay boo. Like, fuck off. This is not what a fucking combat sport looks like. Um, I literally, so here's one of my fucking, like, you know how I, I take notes for the show, right? Here's one of my notes. Fuck this shit, Jimmy. I can't do Joshi stuff if this is what it is. <laughs> Like, if this is Joshi Wrestling, count me the fuck out. Sorry, Jago. It wasn't me that said it. It was Mr. AMBS, all right? It wasn't me. <laughs> Looks, I told you, stardom, the Joshis in stardom are much better than this shit. It is what it is, man. I, I don't even know what to say about it. I, I'm more confused. I didn't even know Riho lost because they don't tell you, man. You don't even get a notification in uh, on Facebook or, like, in an email telling you that fucking... She lost. You're just supposed to know. So sorry, AEW. I didn't follow that shit because I just don't know what the fuck's going on. So I'm just hoping Hikaru Shida actually wins this, and I think she will. You'd think. I mean, God, I fucking hope so. Anyway, uh, Mizuna- M- Mizunami, is it? Miz lands a leg drop on the apron going for the count out win. She doesn't get it. There's a DVD as a false finish. The crowd chants, this is awesome. Fuck you, AEW crowd. <laughs> um, Miz wins with a leg drop from the top, from the top rope. Fuck you, uh, Sheeta <laughs> enters the ring afterwards to give her the trophy. They shake hands, but uh, Miz holds on to her hand and then hits her with an elbow strike. And then she hits her back with an elbow strike. And then they do that a couple of times. And then Miz falls down. And I'm not sure if they were going for, oh, these two are like really going to go after each other tension. But they were sort of laughing as they were hitting each other. Like, oh, this is fun. Isn't this so much fun? We're going to have so (laughs) much fun in this match. I can't fucking stand when wrestling is like that. No, it's supposed to be a goddamn competition Fuck. So let me just say quickly, fuck you, AEW, right? <laughs> Sorry if that hurt your ears, but fuck you, AEW, for this shit, because... Fuck you, AEW. Fuck you, AEW fans. Oh, and my last <laughs> my last note here is, the ladies strike each other and yell in Japanese, somewhere Kenny Omega has a boner. <laughs> what can I say? Okay. 
You you said it best, bro. You said it best. <laughs> I've got nothing to say after that one. But he definitely must be having a boner somewhere. <laughs> somewhere. Somewhere. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of dicks, uh, Tony <laughs> Schiavone's in the ring uh, <laughs> to do an interview with Sting. So the bubbles come out. Uh, <laughs> Bubble Sting has arrived. Um, it's Sting! <laughs> It's Bubble Sting. <laughs> um, oh, Sting boy. says he's ready for a street fight. I don't believe you. You're <laughs> 60 plus. You're not ready for a street fight. Ricky Starks comes out to talk. Uh, oh. He does. He does open up his comments by referring to Sting and Tony as quote a budding relationship. <laughs> that made me fucking laugh. Ricky Starks just with the burial. Um, Starks hits him. Sting lands some of his, you know, moves. He does the he does the clothesline in the corner and then the stinger splash and he locks in the death lock. And you gotta you gotta help me here, Jimmy. So Team Taz hit the ring to rescue him, right? <laughs> and first up you see you see Will Hobbs. Oh. And he, and he, it looks like he goes to slide in the fucking ring, but he gets like stuck <laughs> sliding in the ring to where he just kinda <laughs> puts his hands out and, and touches Ricky Starks <laughs> while while he's in the fucking Scorpion Deathlock. And there's like no movement from him. He does not get up. He does not get further into the ring. He just lays there holding the arms of his friend while he's bent in half in the fucking Stinger fuck. Deathlock. Mind you. What the fuck happened here, Jimmy? First of all, how big is fucking Hobbs? He's a fucking bulldog. Seriously, one. Fucking monster. Two. Sting, how old is he again? Isn't he turning 62 this month, I believe? Yes. Okay, so he was frozen with fear or just Sting is superhuman 62-year-old. I don't know, man. The guy's got strength like no one else does, bro. And Hobbs, you idiot. First of all, man, he's He done. literally just fucking lay there. He's done, Literally, Like, what the fuck? I was like, what is happening here? I had to rewind it three times and be like, what the fuck is Hobbs doing? He just lay there halfway in the ring, halfway out of the ring, like fucking Vince McMahon via the Rumble when he tore both his fucking quads. <laughs> yeah. He just was laying there, like, looking at people like, what the fuck are you doing, you at least, giant monster? At least Vinnie Mac fucking tore his quads, you know what I mean? Back in 06, 07, whatever it was at the Rumble. At least he tore his quads, whereas this big fucking behemoth is too weak for a 62-year-old stinger. It's Sting! Man, it's I don't know, man. Sting. It's Bubble Sting! Oh, look, it's Bubbles! Anyway... The point is, this is just dumb. This has been a comedy fest ever since that first match. Everything from here on the end, you, you just want to laugh at this shit because it doesn't make sense anyway, man. I, this shit is just garbage. Straight hot garbage. I feel sorry for Sting. It is what it is. And Hobbs, buddy, I don't know, man. If all you looking to getting into Impact Wrestling, if that fucking punishment's even a thing. Because he's just Boy, being wasted just... over here, bro. Just maybe go back to dark until you learn how to get in the ring. Like, I'm not, like, I'm not even, like, you know, you can be shitty. You can be really, really bad worker. But, like, if you can't even get inside the ring, 
you probably shouldn't be on primetime television. That's well, I, I hear there's a new show called Dark Elevated. Maybe he could be a, a cornerstone of that show. You know what I'm saying? Because uh, well, maybe they can use like an elevation device to like maybe. pick up Hobbs That's and then good, put him uh, in the ring. That's maybe, a great maybe idea. That would work. That would he definitely have to work. Learn how to get in the ring? Right. That means he doesn't have to move like he wasn't doing before. That's actually a great idea, Chris. That that's even better than fucking than Judy Bagwell on the fucking on a pole match. We can have fucking yeah. Hobbs come in with a fucking forklift and just place him into the ring. Fuck yeah. You know Fuck what? Yeah. You know what? If, if they do that, that's if they money. do that, right. they need to book Buff to <laughs> to operate the crane. Buff needs to be the fucking crane operator if they're doing this elevation thing. Oh, Marcus Buff the crane operator. <laughs> I like it. It's got a good ring to it. <laughs> It's great. It's great. He can use it as a double entendre too afterwards because of what he does professionally now. He can be like, be like, yeah, ladies, if you liked the way I operated my crane tonight, dial one nine hundred buff the stuff, and you can and you can have a go on the operation of the crane too. (laughs) No, man. You know what? Speaking of that, uh, you know he's had some bad experiences. He claims, and I don't blame him. Apparently he's fucked a few crusties, but anyway, we'll we'll move well, on. That's what happens when you have sex for money, right? Yay! Clientele like, <laughs> isn't exactly the greatest fucking people on the planet. God damn it! Oh, buff. buff. He's the stuff. <laughs> and apparently the ladies can't get enough. The crusty girls just can't get enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Okay. Stupid, bro. All right. Yeah, Sting and Darby Allen clear the ring. It's nothing. It just turns into a thing where everybody's pointing at each other again, uh, real <laughs> menacingly. Um, the Dark Order come out for a number for a number ten entrance. He's there to face Max Caster, who does his little rap on the way to the ring. It's dumb. Uh, my daughter, my five year old, uh, points at ten and she says, "He's a superhero, Daddy." Because he wears a mask and he's friends with the little kid. And, yeah, that's okay. Sure. Sure. Um, right. I mean, yeah. So, uh, and then Caster, and then Caster went over because Evans hit uh, ten with a boombox. I guess as like he was getting paid by Matt Hardy to do that to <laughs> get back at the the dark order oh god okay uh anyway there's a there's nothing much to write home about this match wasn't really anything i i actually think both of these guys in this in the ring tonight like in this match i think they're both talented guys but there was just nothing that was getting me excited about this match at all so i don't know if if it just didn't click or what but well match just fell flat for me what's the point of this dark job order because you got negative one directing traffic. Mind you, he was still shirtless again, which sort of weirds me out. I don't know, man. And he's got little tattoos going on or whatever's going on, right? And then these guys give they him They also identify man. him on commentary as the leader of the Dark Order. <laughs> well, man, if he's the leader of the Dark Order, good on him. Because um, I don't think anybody would want to fucking lead this fucking dumpster fire because dude that 10 is that his name 10 10 okay he looks all right he looks 
good, right? Sort of thing. Yep. I don't know what he looks like under the mask, but he looks good. And he lost to a little rookie. Yeah, a guy who's a tag team specialist. Honestly, this whole thing, like everything with the Dark Order at this point, until they get to wherever they're getting to with Hangman, um, you know what it honestly reminds me of is, and I think that they should change their name to, is The Oddities. They should just come out with ICP rapping, and one of them should have a teddy bear, and they should just go with it and just call themselves the fucking Oddities. Bring back the Yeah, bring back Cartman. By the way, honestly... That fucking entrance song was 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 great. Hey, fuck, it? I was gonna was say that. Entrance. You took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say that. At least the oddities had a fucking catchy tune. You know what I mean? It, they really did, and they had some good workers. Like I don't know if people realize, but that was fucking earthquake under the mask. You know what I mean? And you know he was great. Look, man, the oddities were a little bit underrated for their time. I think. You know what I mean? They weren't as bad as this. Honestly, shit. yeah. They weren't as bad as this shit. This shit is bad. You know what I mean? I thought after, this, you know, John, shit is it's bad. Shit. It's shit. It's shit. Like, straight up, shit. And the thing is, right, um, after John Huber died, right, you'd think, you know, I was, there was a bit of momentum, like, with them. You know what I mean? There was. There really was. Boy, did they put the brakes on these guys now. And now just, psh, fuck them. They mean nothing to me. They're just a kid's little fucking yep. playground, man. That's what they are. You know what I mean? It's basically negative one's toys, larger than life toys, and he gets to play with them. I hope he. Yeah, I'm I won't even you. go there. Although but... number fourteen, although number fourteen will be very disappointed to hear you say that. <laughs> number fourteen, and where's fucking ninety nine? Where did she go? Number number fourteen. By the way, do you know who number fourteen is? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's I actually Will, don't. I'll see ya. Oh. Uh... <laughs> oh, speaking of Will, he told me. Um, He's happy that I've come to my senses, apparently. <laughs> oh, okay. He, that's what he said just before we started recording. Will, I've come to my senses for one thing, brother, but this shit right here, you know it sucks. <laughs> this shit is stupid. Hashtag join the Dark Order for fucking for number 14. Yeah. I did you a solid, Will. Remember me for that. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Shoutouts to number 14. Um <laughs> Yeah, anyway, we're just going to move past this now because I don't even want to fucking talk about it anymore. Yeah, fuck it. Uh, next, up, next up, Miro's on the screen uh, looking like a fucking monster, dude. Like, oh. Whatever the fuck he's on, I want some, man. That dude looks like <laughs> a fucking beast. Yeah, um, beast, all right. He looks like a malaka. Anyway, he says he's ready to... He's like a malaka. He's <laughs> ready to face mean. Charles. Um, Charles. He does say, he does say, and I quote, everyone who's been waiting for Miro to stop playing games and get serious will get their wish. And God, I hope he's right. Cause like this guy could be so, could just be such, such fucking money for this fucking company. Well, I want to, he say- needs to go out there. He needs to destroy Charles in about 10 fucking seconds and then just go on a fucking run. Cause he, he looks great. He's got a fucking name. He like, uh, all I want to say, tick tock, tick tock. And no, I'm not doing that for CM Punk. I'm doing that because it's 2021 and I'm still waiting for this push. You'd think he would fucking run over Charles, right? But what's the bet that Charles's uh, partner <laughs> might make an appearance in this match and might make a comeback? 
It wouldn't surprise me, dude. We might have yeah, best friends I mean, back at it. That's honestly what I'm expecting out of this is like whatever happens with this, like I'm I'm me, I'm looking at this as a business thing, right? And I'm right. thinking, okay, the proper business here is for Miro to go over, to push Miro as a single star, to push him to the fucking moon, have him in that championship, you know, area, right? Even if he's not winning the title, he needs to be right up there with the main event caliber talent that they have. Have him feud with Cody if they don't want to put the title on him. Have him feud with Mox if they don't want to put the title on him. Have him feud with main event stars. But you know what I honestly believe is going to happen in the end of this fucking program? Orange Cassidy is going to beat him. He's going to pin him in the middle of the ring, and Orange Cassidy will be a fucking world champion in this company before Miro will. I honestly believe that. Don't say that, dude. Fuck, that's pretty fucking brutal. Yeah, but you're right, man. I don't see Miro winning. You, you think he wins, but I just don't see it. So, I don't know, man. Just stick to playing video games, Miro. I don't know why he's trying to act all tough and shit, because clearly the company doesn't look at him as tough. He's just a cuck, bro. That's all he is. He's Clearly. And he's, 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 he's just too big, right? Like, you know TK he's, he's isn't going to book someone with that much mass to go over anybody. He's got too much mass, but he doesn't pass the criteria, the 6 foot 2 criteria. I'm pretty sure he's about 5'11". So, which means he should. He should get a push, Chris. He should. When? I don't know. But they say yeah. 2021. If we go past 2021 and he doesn't get a push, I don't know, man. Maybe he's pushing something else. Maybe Tony... And uh, Miro pushing each other for, you know, I don't know, man. But uh, I don't know what type of push he's talking about because it ain't in AEW. I'm telling you now, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, man. Anyway, little fucking video packages can piss me that much off. It's fucking incredible. Um, anyway, we've got our main event here. It's uh, Quinn and uh, Matt Hardy versus Silver and Hangman. Um Matt sort of doing the thing where he's avoiding interacting with Hangman. He does, you know, he's telling him, "Okay, yeah, you you start and I'll start," and then Hangman starts, and then Matt tags out right away. Or you, you know, you know the kind of wrestling story that we're talking about here in this match, where Matt is just doing whatever he can to avoid Hangman. Um, I liked early on here. Jr. brings up that Quinn has put on some mass. I think he's right too. Looking at him, his back looked bigger. Right. Um, it, it just looked like he's been hitting the weights, which is really good for his career. Not only because you know, I mean, bigger guys, you're gonna make fucking money. Well, I mean, maybe not in this fucking. Company, but, <laughs> you gotta be careful. Um, he, well, he's not that fucking big yet. He just right. he just looks a little bit bigger than, you know the skinniest fucking dude in Ethiopia. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, shit. Anyway, he definitely looks a little bit bigger. It looks good, and it'll keep him healthy, too. It'll keep him from getting injured too often that he's got a little bit of muscle mass. Well, man, I don't know um, what, what what's going on with these private party, but Matt Hardy's definitely fucking got him motivated because they've becoming better dude it's weird that i'm saying this but they're taking themselves seriously i'm happy for him yep honestly i mean like i said we said this last week too about his about his partner like if this is what we're gonna see out of these guys moving forward 
like yes please i want to see more of these fucking guys these guys are they're getting bigger they're getting better they're having better matches they're looking better like i don't know if either i don't know if either of them can really cut a promo yet but that can be the last thing you learn like if you can do everything else well you can cut an okay promo and still be pretty good on a card absolutely i agree 100 i'm liking this transition they're going through man for sure but but this match yeah it was okay i mean i don't know what the point of this match was really but it was all right it was mostly just an excuse to have a big fucking schmoz at the end so anyway silver and hangman go over they do some double team moves hangman hits his uh buckshot lariat uh, gets the pin. He's staring directly at Matt while he gets the pin. Like, come on in here, motherfucker. I dare you. Um, he doesn't. Matt fucks off. Uh, Silver gives Hangman a hug because he's got to be a little homoerotic like that. Sure. And while he's hugging uh, Hangman, Matt jumps from behind, hits them both with the microphone. And then the Dark Order hit the ring. They beat up Matt Hardy. And then a bunch of other people hit the ring and they beat up the dark order and then a bunch more people show up and it's just a huge fucking schmoz of people in the middle of the ring that's how we go off the air that's what i you guess call a that was shaker. a setup for the for the whatever battle royal i can't remember what the fuck they call it it's some they have some dumb fucking word for it something battle royal that's all it is and who gives a shit anyway <laughs> seriously like i said man this shit should have been the closing segment should have been fucking Moxley and Kenny, even if it was a fucking stereotypical pro wrestling contract signing. We didn't even get that. You know what I mean? That would have been better off, in my opinion, than this shit. So, I don't know, man. They want to sell pay-per-views, clearly, because they obviously they, they know how to. They clearly do. I mean, they did not do a very good... of good job of selling this pay-per-view but i will say they did a much better job than the fucking nwa did of selling this pay-per-view <laughs> don't um, even get me started on that company jesus christ it's like it's like hey guys buy my show oh yeah well what's gonna happen on the show what programs are <laughs> what roster watching what's been happening what what's your roster what the like what why would i buy this show is it going to lead anywhere is there anything happening on this show it's like, nick elders versus the any, world bro is it going to make any difference in two weeks like why would i buy this show and the reaction is like please <laughs> i don't know what the fuck is going on in professional wrestling chris but seriously these guys must be on some heavy shit bro they must be i'm i'm convinced like- they must be on some fucking... Somebody's brought the fucking Somas back in a big way. Like, <laughs> big time, and clearly the... You expect people to be fucking by at a pay-per-view with no build-up, no <laughs> roster, no future, and no plans. Like, <sighs> okay, pass those fucking duchies, brother, because holy shit. <laughs> pass me those rowies, Billy. Anyway, <laughs> seriously, Billy Corgan and fucking... He's named after a dog, Corgi, whatever the fuck. Anyway, and then you've got fucking uh, TK. These two are a match made in heaven. And no, I'm not talking about SummerSlam fucking 1991, right? I'm talking about TK and Corgan. Maybe TK can take over the idea of the round system. That would be just fucking great. That'd be awesome. And do you know how much... the round system back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And wins and fucking losses matter, remember? But I just want to say, how much is this NWA pay-per-view going for? 
I didn't even fucking check. I've just been looking at people laughing at it and just being like, what the fuck are they doing? Well, I know what I'm buying. Uh, <laughs> I'm f- <laughs> Something else. Something else. Like, <laughs> I'd rather fucking pay-per-view porn at this point. Seriously, he's just honestly, fucking ridiculous. Man. He's just dumb. Honestly, like with, with all the porno that exists <laughs> on the fucking internet right now for free, like with all the Pornhub and X video <laughs> and all this other fucking shit where you can go to get all the porn you could possibly fucking Uh-oh. want for free, it still makes more sense to buy fucking porno right now than it does to buy an NWA pay-per-view right I'm, now. Like, I'm all in, brother. fucking thing. <laughs> I'm all in. Yeah, this is dumb, bro. You're all in. There's another double entendre that Buff Bagwell could use. <laughs> like I said, man, Billy Corgan, you're a fucking numpty. Seriously, I don't know uh, what the fuck is going on here, man. He must be, like I said, he must be on some fucking hard shit because if he thinks people, I'm telling you, the buy rate for that shit would be under 10, if that. And if he complains about it, <laughs> dude, you're a fucking fool, all right? Because... He could have at least brought power back, right? Just for like a couple of weeks. Have a little build up. But no. Just done get... something. I, I mean, anything. Like, tell anything. me who the fuck... Like, tell me why I should even be considering buying this pay-per-view. Like, why I should even <laughs> think about it. Clearly, he can't tell you why because he just can't. You know what I mean? Just support the fucking company. I don't know, man. But Billy just... Just put it out of its misery now, bro, please. You've just killed this. They had a good little run, right? There, there was a lot of momentum. And then all your talent started fucking acting like sluts and were wrestling for all sorts of companies. You know what I mean? Like, man. You can't even blame the fucking talent. No, no, no. Like, I don't blame the talent. Them, I do not blame them, the talent right? at all. It's not their fault, right? But it's his fault. He's got money. Everyone else is paying their talent at the very least. AEW's doing it. WWE's doing it. TNA is fucking doing it, Impact Wrestling, and you're telling me Billy Corgan can't fucking do it? You tight ass? Hey, That's fucking... true. When Impact Wrestling is paying their bills and you're not, <laughs> right. there's a fucking issue there. There's a fucking issue there, bro. <laughs> if Ring of Honor is fucking doing it, there's a huge issue. You got real, real problems. You know what I mean? Because Ring of Honor is even fucking doing it. So, yeah. Oh, well. Goodbye, RIP, NWA. Hopefully, TK can yep. save their fucking asses, dude, because... Yeah, they're done. I don't know, man. I think he's still trying to save Impact, and I don't know how well that's doing either because they're dropping in viewers, apparently. Right. I mean, what the fuck is going on there? Like, is this is he taking over Impact? Is is that what, what the plan originally was? Or I don't understand this partnership, <sighs> man. Like, I really don't get it. You know what I mean? They, I feel like they've been... I don't know. Through. I mean, maybe that's the plan. Maybe that's the plan for dark elevator is for oh, it maybe. to be just maybe, dark. <laughs> maybe they're dark just going to have the whole impact roster in a dark elevator fighting that's okay then call it impacted elevator or some shit with a fist busting impacted through the elevator. elevator yeah with like a fist busting through the elevator literally like like straight through <laughs> oh god you know what i mean i mean fuck it why not that's a show there yeah that's fuck hot it. man that's hot <laughs> that's hot uh fuck it okay so let's get to let's get to some no's for the week um i'll go ahead and start um any japanese wrestler ever (laughs) being a complete fucking try hard 
like screeching at the top of their fucking lungs and coming out with outfits that have eight different fucking patterns and different fucking shit on it and laughing at inappropriate times and <laughs> screaming and just being fucking extra just no no more please no i've had enough of this like i've seen it 800,000 fucking times already i already have nakamura you don't do nakamura you can't be nakamura fucking stop it just no no well for me the big no for me is if you're a big dude and you're in a scorpion deathlock right and you just sit there all frozen and shit that's a fucking huge no for me bro no real hobbs no Big no, yeah. Will Hobbs falling asleep, like, <laughs> on his way into the ring to try to rescue Ricky Starks. No. Like, that is an inappropriate time to fall asleep. We all like naps, Will. But that's, <laughs> that is not the time or place for a fucking nap. Um, Hopefully not. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Conrad Thompson. <laughs> uh, no. Just in general. <laughs> like, the whole thing. No. <laughs> Just n- no. Conrad, no. Please stay the fuck away from AEW. But for me, dude, <laughs> man, when you've got a little fucking kid running out topless with the Dark Order and calling yourself negative one, I'm sorry, but that's a huge no. All right, that's just a big no. Like, please, no. Stop doing that, TK. It's 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 silly. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely with you on that one. Um, that's going to do it for our nose. <laughs> and uh, that's going to do it for AEW Dynamite. Thank you so much for listening to The Skirmish. I've been Chris Ams. Uh, he's been Jimmy T. And thank you once skirmish. again. Please listen to everything on Rational Rage. This has been The Skirmish. Uh, please listen to everything on Rational Rage. Everybody's working super fucking hard. Um, I just took another listen to Homeboy 88's latest uh, podcast. Listen to it. It's great. Get to hear a bunch of diss tracks. And like, look, if you if you have like watched uh, Max Caster during his entrances and thought, hey, I wonder what it would be like, but if he wasn't shit. Uh, there's a bunch of diss tracks on the newest uh, on the newest Homeboy 88. It's fucking great. So uh, yeah. that that episode uh, that's gonna do it for me. And I just want to say, please like and subscribe at rationalragenetwork.podbean.com. You will not be disappointed. And since Chris mentioned Homeboy, we've also got the Hammerlock Hangover, which the late, the latest episode is up right now. Also, you can't forget the Fast Center, Chris, your own show, which is coming up tonight as well and we've got all sorts like the garden of doom the crypto cast the flagship show the rational rage not to mention right cage here theory. oh yes and cage theory and you can't we've got to mention the skirmish and i think that's yeah a- we're pretty fucking great like honestly this, <laughs> i mean we're pretty fucking awesome we're totally awesome <laughs> but uh i think totally that reeking of awesomeness i'm allowed to say that because i'm canadian i was gonna say that edging christian throwback right there <laughs> but this is the fucking pwc and you're listening to the wednesday night skirmish peace don't shine no a different story never lie come watch me fly the sky's no limit and shack's no gimmick you can mimic but your front and your face. I like on the west side. Demons on my mist playing on the east side. As long as
knock what I do, knock what I'm saying. I'm pulling out the red carpet, and you're invited. Bring it to the front and light it, and get excited. Drama like Othello, mellow like a cello. Enrico Gonzalez, one rich fellow. And watch me make your girl jiggle like jello. Whose world is this? Over here, baby, hello.
You are listening to the Rational Rage Network.